0: This is program number eight in parenting tips what works what doesn't stay with us as we go through section 18 of the book child guidance welcome back to the home place i'm paul this is carolyn and we're diving right into section 18 which is fairly much near the end Uh, of the book child guidance. Um,
1: And that doesn't mean to say that the sections we have missed in the last few weeks are not significant or important. We just can't hit on every section.
0: Okay, let's dive in. We're going to go through 10 quotes. We're going to dive right into the first one. Whatever else is taught in the home or at school, the Bible, as the great educator, should stand first. If it is given this place, God is honored. And he will work for you in the conversion of your children. That's child guidance, page 510. And we're going through each of these quotes and we're just going to talk about it and then we'll move on to the next one. Mm -hmm. Um, So what do you reckon here, wifey?
1: Well, I just think it's telling us what is the supreme education book and, I, and as you were reading that it just made me think about a lot of schools where the name god can't even be mentioned let alone the bible <laughs> yeah. be used let alone become the greatest book of the whole home or school yeah so it's like woo.
0: so we homeschooled our kids mm-hmm. and this is one of the reasons why because then we could uh, we could make the Bible the great central theme. Mm-hmm. Um, now we didn't actually really do that in school. We did that more in family worship, and we're going to talk about family yeah. worship. Although the
1: foundation of school, it was it was weaved throughout. All their readers and all of that. It was all biblically based. Yeah, stuff, yeah, so.
0: the, the the readers and stuff. But it's yeah. not easy to bring. Uh, the Bible into your math lesson. Um, (laughs) Well I mean you
1: can but you've got to be pretty creative. (laughs) Yeah yeah
0: Um, so it says here that whatever else is taught in the home or in the school the Bible as the great education should stand first and then at the end Mm -hmm. it says um, that if if we do this God is honored and he will work for you in the conversion of your children mm-hmm. so what it's telling me is if we put god into the curriculum and his word into the curriculum that is going to have an effect on the children and their conversion i was listening to a, a story this was a few years ago but um, this gentleman was saying that he didn't really like the bible and you know people kept mentioning it to him and he thought okay i'll give it a go <laughs> um and i knew that as soon as he said I'll give it a go, that it was going to do its work in his heart. <laughs> and sure enough, it did. Um, so this is a great opportunity with our children to put the Bible in their hearts and in their thinking and God will work out their conversion.
1: Right, uh, and, and we just do our part on the one end and we leave the other side of it to God and we don't have to be worrying about that side
0: yeah, of it. Yeah, it's, it's a faith trip. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, quote number two, wifey.
1: Parents... Set apart a little time each day for the study of the SAB School lesson with your children. Parents as well as children will receive benefit from this study amen hallelujah i was (laughs) i've been sabbath school teacher all the way through our children's from cradle roll all the way through to adult now i'm in the adult sabbath school class but all the way through i could always tell the children whose parents had been doing this during the week and which children arrived cold turkey no idea what was going to be taught that day for our children it was a great opportunity each day to help them with their study and sabbath school actually on sabbath became the icing on the cake they had the foundation and i just want to put out there and we'll we'll put this um somewhere in the description (laughs) in the description (laughs) my bible first was probably the most powerful tool that we use with our young people when they were being raised. right? And they have a whole, you remember, we went They, through, they have a
0: Sabbath school program. They have yeah. a
1: program and we went through and the And we're, we're
0: talking about Sabbath school here, we recognize that some of you probably more go to Sunday school. Right, right. Either way, yeah. it's just the lesson that the church puts out that then you can discuss when you all get together. And they
1: had it starting from cradle all through adulthood and around about the primary, kindergarten primary stage, mm-hmm. they would go through the Bible in three years and so you went you knew that if you spent three years with your child you'd have covered the entire bible with that child and so we use that material in worship and then that became what we did in sabbath school yeah and we went through the bible how many times over
0: oh many many times the thing <laughs> four or is, five times sometimes and we're going to get on to family worship yeah. later on here but sometimes in family worship it's like so what do we do i mean Man, we got to come up with something every right. day. No, you just get one of these programs, uh, you know, like My Bible First, yeah. as Carolyn was mentioning, and it's just laid out for you. You just open the page and you read it and you discuss it. Um, and we, as Carolyn said, we went through that in our family worship during the week. And then when the kids went to Sabbath school, they knew a lot of the stuff. Around,
1: and here's the great thing. Which is it's, always
0: good for the teacher.
1: says here at the end of this quote, parents as well as children receive the benefit from the study. And we did, if you remember, it was just, it was really enjoyable and our children were able to participate because they knew what the day's topic was. I don't know if you've
0: ever been in a class and you just feel like a dunce. It's like, (laughs) I don't know what anybody's (laughs) on about. It's like, probably the best thing to do is keep quiet and pray (laughs) for this thing to be over. (laughs) Um, but if you're in a class and you know all the answers because you've been studying right. it during the week, then it's it's so much more enjoyable. So if your kids are yeah. not looking forward to Sabbath school, maybe it's because they don't know their stuff and they don't want to look like a, some kind of a goon.
1: Yeah, I uh, was just going to say, it, it definitely is the same for children. As the teacher, when you stand there and you see children who are, who are alive and lit up with yeah. understanding about what's coming, it's much better than they just kind of stare at you blank.
0: I'm Sabbath school superintendent at our church. and. And uh, this week I had a certain brother who was scheduled to teach the adult lesson, the class that I go to, and he wasn't there. And, you know, they're doing the prelims and I'm kind of looking at my watch (laughs) thinking... (laughs) Ken, where are you, Ken? And uh, anyway, because I'm thinking if Ken doesn't show up, who's the scheduled teacher, as the Sabbath school superintendent, I'm going to have to teach it. And I haven't looked at it all week. Because you've so, been
1: doing other stuff. Because <laughs> I'm
0: going to look like a goon. And I didn't <laughs> like that. So don't put your children through that. Uh, the good thing is Ken, Ken did show up. He always does. He, he, he's very reliable. I shouldn't doubt him. Um, okay, number three, morning worship. Uh, in every family, there should be a fixed time for morning and evening worship. How appropriate it is for parents to gather their children around them before the fast is broken. That's a reference to breakfast, break <laughs> to ask him for his help and guidance and watch care during the day. Again, this is something that I believe was foundational to our family Mm -hmm. when our children were in our home Mm -hmm. was morning and evening family worship. And I know you're sitting there thinking, I don't know when we're ever gonna do that. Well, it tells you exactly where to do it here. Before Before breakfast. breakfast, (laughs) Before the fast is broken. So whatever you do, you get up, maybe you have your own personal devotions, hopefully you do, and then before you eat, just, just a little bit of time to get the family together to pray and sing and to read a short passage and then move on with the day, right. the breakfast and right. let the And day this is where
1: My Bible first came in for us for yes. years and years. Yeah. It was a great tool.
0: So uh, many years ago, we did a program that went out on um, global TV and uh, we based it as if we were in the living room having mm-hmm. worship. And we had so many old folk call us up and say, oh, I, I put my conversion down to family worship. And, you know, if my family hadn't had family worship, I wouldn't be a Christian today. And that was the, that was the story that kept coming back and kept coming back. And that's from the, the generation that's in the 70s and 80s yeah. and 90s now. Yeah. So let's, let's do that now. Got for something I to
1: learn from that. Era. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, okay, number four.
1: Let the seasons of family worship be short and spirited. Do not let your children or any member of your family dread them because of their tediousness or lack of interest. When a long chapter is read and explained and a long prayer offered, this precious service becomes wearisome and it is a relief when it is over. Oh yeah, I can still remember <laughs> Hannah. She was just a few months old and we we were happy. We'd had worship together, the two of us, but we had never read this. Right, And so... Well, this
0: was in Child Guidance, you know. Yeah, we we hadn't... We We, we probably had read it, we just hadn't...
1: Registered it. Registered it, yeah. But at the time, we were reading through a really great spiritual book called The Desire of Ages about the life of Christ, and so we brought Hannah in between us on the couch to have worship. About six months old. Yeah, and we know the book is there, and and she's doing all this stuff, and she's messing with the pages, and we're thinking, this isn't very worshipful, this isn't how it's supposed to be. And we... Sorry, my book's full of bookmarks. We figured... What do we need to do? So we went to child guidance and we found this and it's like, oh, short and spirited. Not, not a she whole was, chapter of Desire She AIDS. was being spirited for sure. And, so and we, we weren't being short. Sure so we pulled out something called the felt set. We have these, like a board that has like regular felt on it and then these little people that you can put on. And there was Noah's Ark and Moses Strikes the Rock and Adam and Eve and baby Jesus and all right. kinds of stories. And we began to have family worship with her as a baby, teaching her the Bible stories. And did she like it? Oh, yeah. That, oh, that, that, she, she was six months it. old when we started She was that. six months old. That's
0: interesting. huh? So I, I don't know if you've ever been in a worship service and you're thinking, oh, man, this is going yeah, on. How
1: much longer? It's like
0: a long <laughs> chapter is read or a long sermon is, is given. And then a long prayer offered. It's like, God doesn't want that. So if in doubt, keep it short. Uh, not long. Sometimes we think that long is better.
1: Well, the longer the holier, right?
0: Yeah, not not necessarily. No. The longer, it, if we're not fully engaged, it can actually turn the kids off. Oh yeah. And you don't want to turn them off of worship because that's going to set a tone for the rest of their yeah, life. Yeah,
1: definitely.
0: Uh, so short and spirited was the was the key words there. Okay, number five, uh, as a part of religious service, singing is as much an act of worship as is prayer indeed many a song is prayer if the child is taught to realize this he will think more of the meaning of the words he sings and will be more susceptible to their power this this brings up a couple of interesting points for me and that is that singing is important Mm -hmm. um, and the part that is important in the singing is the words and many songs today it's got like three words you know jesus loves me yeah? jesus loves me yeah? jesus loves me and <laughs> jesus loves me and it goes around like 50,000 times well maybe not 50,000 but it's it like, like okay that. can we have something a little bit you know broader i mean that's good that's good and maybe we could have a whole chorus that said jesus loves me jesus loves me and we would get the message but how about them moving on to, you know, what that means, you right. know, and I love him or whatever. Right. Um, right. So words are very important. Be careful what you mm-hmm. Um I, I remember when uh, I grew up as a nominal Christian, didn't really go to church. My parents professed Church of England, were born and raised in England. Um, and we sang hymns at school. Didn't mean a thing to me. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, Rock of Ages. I had no idea what the rock was and what the ages were, but I remember singing it. It just me- went on for ages. It went right? on for ages, yeah. <laughs> um, but then when I did become a living Christian in my early 20s, I'm singing these hymns thinking, man, look at the words on these. They're amazing. Um, so, uh, and this goes for us adults as well. Don't tune out of the words. Listen to the words. They're very powerful.
1: So we'd encourage you as part of your family worship to incorporate singing. And when the children were little, part of my Bible first, there was another ministry at the time that put each, each week in the um, Sabbath school lesson was a memory verse. And it put that memory verse to song. And our children would learn each week's memory verse which was a scripture song basically and they would learn you know after after 12 13 weeks they got all these beautiful songs and then they would be singing them around the house not just in worship in fact we'll
0: put a link in the description below to uh, little Lessons, uh, favorite yes. scripture songs in Little Lessons. And there, I think there's twenty-one, twenty-seven. I forget, scripture songs of our kids singing when they were 8 and, and 10. And
1: these are the very songs they learned at home and family worship. They became what we also did because I was the teacher, so I could, you know. Yes. They became part of Sabbath school. And then we ended up singing them when we went to different venues because... Yeah the children just love to sing them. Yeah,
0: I'd also encourage you to get your kids learning some kind of musical instrument. Uh, Our daughter Hannah wanted to play the piano and worship became the ideal opportunity for her to play the piano and for the rest of us to sing. Caleb plays the cello but he'd oftentimes bring his ukulele or (laughs) whatever or we would all just sing and play the soundtrack off the phone or whatever. You've got to be creative. It's pretty easy in this day and age. There's
1: one thing I don't want to miss here and that is I know that it's not out of the ordinary to have one or two children in a family who decide they're not going to sing whether they're teenagers and it's not cool anymore, or whether they're little ones and they haven't been able to read the words yet, but you can teach them to memorize the words. In our family if, worship- it, Yeah, if
0: you sing the song often enough, yeah, they'll get the words. In
1: in our family worship, it was, wasn't optional. Right, It was part of worship. Everybody was gonna go from worship to breakfast. We all hoped that was something <laughs> we could all participate in. One
0: um, spiritual food and one's physical yeah, food. That's right. say, yeah, that's
1: right. And so it's important for the children to understand that in worship, you sing. Yeah. Because I know children who don't sing.
0: Yeah, and the thing is, to sing the same song—if you've got real little kids—sing the same song a couple of days in oh, a row. Tr- oh, absolutely. They'll learn it a lot quicker. Oh, and then. I was
1: going to say the stories that I would do with the, or we would do with the felts when they were little. We did the same story three and four days in a row. Yeah, they never tired of it. Never. And as they yeah. got older, by the last day, they could put the pieces on the board as you told the story.
0: Yeah, or even the first day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's go on to the next one.
1: We should pray to God much more than we do. There is great strength and blessing in praying together in our families with and for our children. I think we can never really emphasize enough and stress enough the power of prayer. That's why it's here. That's why it's up on the wall there. Just to remind us, prayer is the absolute tool that we have in our tool bags as Christian parents for our young people. Because even
0: if we do all this stuff, we have family worship and we make Christ the center of the school. And the Bible is the center. That's what I mean, God's mm -hmm. word. Then that's all well and good, but that's not going to convert our children. Only God is going to do that so um, and yeah prayer prayer is the
1: key so you know when the children are in your home and they're younger and you know there may be a specific situation that you keep running into with one child maybe it's deceitfulness or whatever it is and you can be praying for that child in their hearing, ha- let them hear you praying for their weaknesses and pray for your own weaknesses. Right. Otherwise, it's, it's all about, yeah, we're the bad ones and the parents are the angels. It's like, no, 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 if, if yeah. they knew better, they'd know it was the other way yeah. around.
0: <laughs> Please help me be patient with the children today. <laughs> Please help me not shout at them again. And that, that's encouraging for them. as they. And then so
1: we do this when our children are in our homes and within our, under our roofs. And you know something? When they fly the nest, you pray even more right? Yeah. A whole lot oh, more. Oh yeah,
0: all the time you would have had you're for just, worship, now you pray. Yeah, praying. you're
1: just praying, 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 because that is your one tool that you still have that you can send out there.
0: There's great strength and blessing in prayer, yes, is what it said amen. right there in the middle of that quote. Okay, next one is the Sabbath school and the meeting for worship occupy only a part of the Sabbath. The portion remaining to the family may be made the most sacred and precious, Much of this time parents should spend with their children. I don't know if it happens for you, but we have seen this all over the country and in different countries. And that is that oftentimes, Sabbath afternoon, all the adults are having a grand time talking to each other. At the potluck. At the potluck or at somebody's house and all the children are together running around causing chaos. With
1: not with not really much
0: <laughs> not much parental direction
1: input. or anything to and do I with And I
0: think this quote is trying to balance that out. It's saying much of this time not all of the time, but much of this time, Sabbath afternoon after church, should be spent the, with the parents and the children together doing something outside together. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I super don't... important that we don't just gravitate to our friends, even though that's natural and they gravitate to their friends because that's the segregation mm-hmm. where they're now getting their education from their peers and we're getting, you know, our enjoyment from our peers. But we, we've got to connect those young minds with those adult minds.
1: Right. Well, there's a couple of things. Firstly, as you will, as you read through the book Child Guidance, in this whole section on the Sabbath, there's lots and lots. We could, we could do a week's worth of programs just on this one chapter because there's so much practical Somebody's information. Somebody's going to ask you to do that now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there's so much practical information on what you can... And I forget how many points... But I in in my in my original copy of child guidance I had them and there was at least I think there was at least twenty one points in that chapter wow. of practical things to do in preparation for the Sabbath and how to be prepared for the Sabbath, welcoming the Sabbath and then how to how to go through with the sabbath right. and go through it as a family yeah and and i've had people can i
0: interrupt you yeah i was just thinking if you go to church and your kids go to their sabbath school and you go to yours you're not with them then mm-hmm. and then you've got the main service going on when you're all listening to the the preacher up front and you know you're not really having interaction with your children mm-hmm. then you go home for the meal and maybe mom's running around making the meal or maybe or you've got or the fellowship lunch or whatever and then if you gravitate to your friends and the kids gravitate to their friends then you go to church at, I don't know, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning, and you don't really interact with your kids in a meaningful way until you get home at six seven eight nine ten, 10. <laughs> and so you spend the Sabbath apart, but it's supposed to be
1: a family right. day. Right. Um. And and I've talked to a number of different people who have been so used to doing all that you have described and, and when I've encouraged them, it would be good, you know, maybe a couple of times a month to take a Sabbath afternoon and go out into nature and just connect heart to heart as a family. They've been like shocked. Right. You mean that would be okay to do. And I'm like, it's not about being okay to do. It's essential We have another to quote do.
0: coming out later right. on. Yeah. Very essential uh,
1: that we do that kind of so stuff. So if
0: you haven't been doing this, please don't beat yourself oh, up. Oh, yeah. Now's the time to make a change. It's a yeah. hey, family day. You know, it's a day to worship God as a family, not just as individual atoms. Right. Okay, number eight.
1: Often the father hardly sees his children throughout the week. He is almost wholly deprived of opportunity for companionship or instruction but god's love has set a limit to the demands of toil over the sabbath he places his merciful hand in his own day he preserves for the family opportunities for communion with him with nature and with one another
0: there it is with him with nature that's going outside not just sitting in church all day And with one another, the family. Right, as well as
1: everybody else, but we will gravitate to the everybody else before we do the one another.
0: Yeah, and especially here, it's talking about often the father Mm -hmm. hardly sees his children throughout the week. Yeah, because he's out working. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes the father has to leave early. All he has time for is. Um, you know a quick worship with the children Mm -hmm. a kiss on the cheek and then he's off
1: and for some dads they have to go five days and they they come back at the weekend yeah
0: that's right and then dad gets home late often I had a a, a message from a dad the other day that said he gets home just before the kids go to bed Um, so that goes on Monday till Friday so Mm -hmm. you know sabbath is an opportunity for the dad to be involved and so dad if you're work all week and then you're with your buddies your brothers all sabbath um, then you're missing out, right, you know, a lot right. of time with Not your Not to say you
1: shouldn't have some of those Sabbaths that are like that, yeah. but, but mix it up with some meaningful Sabbaths, because I'm so thankful that we did. Now our children have flown the nest and are worshipping in different parts of the country as they're working in different parts of the country, but we know that we had this time with them.
0: Right, and at the end of the quote it says here, um, in, on his own day, is preserved for the family, the family opportunity for communion with him, with nature and with one another. So this nature thing keeps it's a recurring mm-hmm, theme. Mm-hmm. We got to get out. If we live in the city, we got to get out, go to the park, mm-hmm. go to the forest, go, go somewhere, go to a state park, go to a lake, go. Just go somewhere where you can see the sky and the trees and the creatures and. Um, yeah of course for us in montana that was pretty Just easy walk outside the door and yeah, they're there <laughs> but uh sometimes you have to be a bit more yeah, imaginative yeah. but it's there yeah. it's never too far away yeah um okay number nine the hour and place of prayer and the services of public worship the children should be taught to regard as sacred because god is there and as reverence is manifested in attitude and demeanor the feeling that inspires it will be deepened. This is, I think, important, and it kind of ties into something we've already said, and that is, if we can spend time together as a family, then we have opportunity to teach our kids reverence. If we're talking to our friends Um, at church and the kids are running around you know through the pews and over the stage and all the different places when we can't really do too much about that if we're not with them
1: that's right and so
0: they then come to see the house of god as just a just another place and
1: here's the thing I've observed if you've got one child who's learned reverence and respect for God's house and nine others that haven't, do you think the nine will sit down with the one and just <laughs> sit quietly in the pew? Or are they going to be climbing, o- and I've seen it, climbing over the pews yeah. and, and you know playing guns around the pews and all the rest of it. It's I'm sorry to say it's going to be that way. Yeah. So, so first of all, let's all teach reverence to our children but if you have taught reverence to yours and somebody else hasn't gotten to that part yet be be mindful of your child because you may go teach that at home and then when they get out into church all of that is blown away yeah because
0: they just want to play that that's understandable but it's it's a teaching process where we're we're educating and training our children and a little pet talk on the way to church wouldn't right, be appropriate right. hey, we're going to church now so you know, no running in church and you know be respectful stay with mom and dad you know, and speak I, up I, in Sabbath I school. really like
1: about this quote it says and as reverence is manifested in attitude and demeanor the feeling that it inspires will be deepened so as you behave in a respectful reverent way you will feel more reverent toward God yes. just because you are doing that
0: yes okay
1: uh, the last one, think Last one. This is a short one. The home is a school where all may learn how they are to act in the church. I just so love how practical this is. I know why you love is. this. <laughs> <laughs> because it is so practical. And it's it's almost hand in hand with the previous quote. So if you want to teach your children how to be that way in church, be that way in home. And I don't mean every moment of the day we have to sit and be reverent like well, i, I don't in think church.
0: I don't think necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's act in church. So it is a... Uh, Uh, reference to reference but oftentimes people I hear moms asking you the question how do you get your kids to sit still in church and I hear Carolyn saying the answer we teach them to sit still in family worship
1: right so worship home becomes a school not when they're got their head in the books but from the earliest age we're teaching them these things so that when they're in church do we want them up and down and up and down and making a great big so so
0: when they're in family worship which is short and spirited maybe only 15 minutes at the max and they're you're five minutes in and they say oh i need the restroom uh it said no you can wait I mean, they can go ten minutes. We right. would, we would say to our kids, "Hey, we're going to have worship soon. Go to the restroom if you need yeah, to." Yeah. And then it's like, "Oh, I need it." No, you don't. You'll have to wait. Well, and I <laughs> just wanna... like I have to wait sometimes. <laughs> like if I wanted to go to the restroom in the middle of this program, that's half an hour. I can't just go. <laughs> I got to tough it out. You know.
1: Borrowed <laughs> you. <laughs> so when it says short and spirited, that doesn't mean woohoo! We're in worship and we leap around and jump on the table and you know gambol <laughs> over the couch. No, it's it's enjoyable. It's upbeat energetic but when we're reading the word the children sit on the couch and then on and off and on and off because we're teaching them that in church they are going to sit that's right and that is where they learn at home and that when people would ask how do you get your children to sit we we taught them at home and if they didn't choose to they they were sometimes sent out of worship and they would sit on their bed whilst we carried on singing the scripture songs and Uh having a spirited worship the thing is
0: if you don't have family worship And then you come to church and because of the peer pressure of the other sisters in the church you want your kids to sit still it's really difficult and it's really embarrassing and it takes all the joy out of church to sit still little johnny and johnny's not used to sitting still he hasn't got a clue how to do that so teach them at home you get the blessing of family worship and church becomes so much more enjoyable right
1: so it's a knock on it a, a dual effect
0: That's the end of this week's program. Already? (laughs) Already. Yeah, already. 28 minutes already. Um, Just a reminder that these programs are on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You can head over to the Homeplace channel uh, on YouTube and you can like and subscribe. You'll get a little ding dong every time uh, we put out a new video. Or you can catch us on Facebook, whichever is your preferred platform. Um, Also, if you prefer listening, this program goes out as an audio podcast every week as well.
1: If this has been a real blessing to you, we know it's coming up for year end and you've got a little extra. We could really appreciate that here at The Home Place. Yeah,
0: we're a self-supporting ministry, um, a faith-based ministry, Mm -hmm. and finances aren't necessarily in the greatest shape. It's
1: more on the faith side at the moment. Yeah, that's
0: right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we didn't want to get into a begging session. We just wanted to thank you for watching, and Mm -hmm. God bless you till next time.